You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi everybody, Russ from my Hammers 11. Hope you're all safe and well on the YouTube channel. Please consider subscribing and hitting the bell icon so you may have any time putting new content on. Loads of great guests, particularly in this weird, although it's not really, obviously the, the pre-season sort of started now, so we've only had about three or four weeks of any football. Um, and obviously the boys on Saturday got Brentford, so um, that'd be fun. Um, and I had a good run out yesterday as well with Ipswich and Wickham. Um, we'll keep you going um, during this, this weird, weird time we're in at the moment. Loads of great guests, including today's guest. You can just see him, see him in the bottom of the screen there. <laughs> he, uh, what can we say about Zab? Um, obviously, he joined joined uh, from the youth team, made his way up to the first team, um, played you know something like thirty one times, scored his debut on his first team debut, I believe. Um, famously scored against Millwall, which means he's a hero wherever he goes now. He doesn't have to buy a beer wherever he comes to West Ham. And uh, and now, more importantly, he's back with the under-14s, um, which is absolutely brilliant. You know, we love to see the West Ham. Uh, and my daughter's walked off now. She's obviously bored. Um, <laughs> and uh, and so it's great to see her back, Zav back with the under-14s and, and being part of the group. Um, how's things going with you, Zav? How are you doing, man? Um, I'm good. I'm good. Um can't complain I'm alive um, I'm happy I'm with my family so yeah and I'm um, back to work now so over the moon <laughs> yeah yeah but did you have to did you keep in contact with all the all the boys all the under 14s during the uh, sort of lockdown yeah initially there was doing some um, online programs so we keep in contact with them via Zoom yeah. um, but then after a while there's only so much of that we can do um, so we have to give them a little break, and now they've been back in for uh, three, four weeks, I think, um, non-contact, and uh, there's different phases that they've been doing, and now they are uh, at the stage of contact training, so it's good and better for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It must be weird. It must be almost like you, you know, because obviously, you know, having to not only sort of having to particularly in the early early weeks when there's nothing you didn't know what was going on and then having to be sort of seen to be the coach for the kids as well it must have been hard to sort of and obviously your kids as well you know sort of trying to ingest what was what's happening in the world and trying to show some comfort with those guys as well it must be tricky it was for me definitely my daughter yeah it was it, yeah it was tricky it was it's a bit different it's very different from what we're normally used to um yeah. uh and then not being able to be on the grass with the kids and doing yeah. everything online like this it was a bit different for me um yeah but I, after a while i got used to it but still didn't get used to it enough i guess nah, i'd rather nah. be on the ground um so it was different and it's something that we had to do because of the situation so. yes yeah, yeah and i think everyone adapted to it you know i mean it's uh yeah. you know and, and obviously you know we had restart and obviously the boys did the job which was great i mean that was even weird all that you know it's like you know for me having to be at the ground and 
you know, there's only like 300 people there and it was so quiet, you could hear a pin drop. Or just hear the journalist tapping on the laptop. It's so weird. I just don't get it, man. But it's, yeah. um, it is weird, but we've had to adjust, you know. When you're watching te- when, when you're watching football, like from Reese, obviously behind closed doors on telly, do you watch with the crowd noise on or the crowd noise off? No, I watch it with the noise on. Uh, is it? For me personally, like, um, if there's no noise, yeah. it's like being in the youth team again and playing reserve yeah. football. So it's not the same. Um, no. I need need a little bit of um, effects um, with it. Yeah. Um, obviously, when I'm watching now, I'm looking for different things than yeah. what I used to look for. Obviously, I've got that coach and I. Yeah. Um, yeah, my coach and I on. So, um, so it, but it's, it's been good. I have to put the the sound the yeah. fans because the fans that's who makes football yeah. what it is. If I'm, if I'm being transparent, so. no, totally. I mean, we've when we've spoken to lots of ex ex amers and we've spoken about the whole sort of behind closed doors. They say, you know, they've obviously you've 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 played youth team, reserve teams, behind closed doors, fixtures and friendlies, and it's just weird. And and the fans just give you that extra twenty percent, you know, if you're feeling a bit crap or yeah. it's not going your way. The adverse, obviously, if you're not playing well. It's nice not having a sixty thousand fans screaming at you, telling yeah. you to butt your ideas up. But it, it does show how much the fans mean to mean to football. And I mean, even when I'm at the ground, I have to put the crowd noise on because it's weird. I just can't can't cope yeah. put my head around it's, it. It's different. It's it's a, a lot different for me personally. Like, is I've always valued the fans. Yeah, being in the stadium, but obviously this time shows them how much more you really value them yeah it's true and i and i always always assumed that that crowd noise was some bloke in a in a in a box you know sorry my dog's got some it's got where's she got that from um i always assumed that you know there it was like a a sound box a a bloke was in a you know studio pressing buttons but i found out it's all done with with ai it's all done like with like clever stuff with Octa Index and obviously oh, it's all yeah. feet. Yeah, and so I didn't really know about that, which yeah. makes it more interesting. So obviously when when we were three new up against Norwich at Carra Row, mm. when they got booed off the pitch, it's like you know the robots were turning against them. So <laughs> oh, Norwich, oh Norwich. Yeah. Technology is a beautiful thing these days. Mental, absolutely mental. Um, but no, it is what it is. And as you said, we've we've we've, we've come through it all right, and the boys did a job, and we're still in the Premier League, which is what I wanted. You know, it'd been horrible. You know, I feel sorry for like Watford fans who, the last time they saw their club, they were in the Premier League, and now they're in the Championship. Bournemouth, you sort of already thought, I know you, you played for Bournemouth, but Bournemouth were already sort of a little bit, you know, yeah. one foot already in, but it was horrible for them and, and good for Villa as well. So it was, it is what it is. And um, to be clear, I never thought we was going to go. No. Like I was, I was probably one of the only ones, well, one of my friends that actually, yeah. I was actually confident. Yeah. Our fixtures, it, it, it suited us. And for me, from experience, um, whenever it matters, always turn up. Yeah, it's true. It's true. It's true. They always do turn up when, it, and you even just though knew... matters, even though every game matters. But when it comes to the real crunch, crunch time, you I turn know. up. You, I know, and 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 you know, you've you've been around, you've been around the club long enough, Zav, to know that you know when when we look at the teams, the little fixtures, and you see Chelsea at home, you fancy us. When you see yeah. us play Watford. Everyone was like, "Oh, probably lose to Watford, but beat you." And it made no sense, but it's just the West Ham way, and everyone's yeah. been hardened to it. For and that's why we're West Ham fans because yeah, you know I'm you don't. It's like it's just so unpredictable. You have to watch each game because oh, uh, over the years we tend to beat the bigger teams and yeah, draw or lose to the lesser teams and stuff. We well, always that's, have. That's just us. <laughs> it is us. It is, and and so you mentioned us. Obviously, you know what what, what I do every time we get an ex player on is we talk about their sort of journey. To West Ham, yours started yeah. very, very young. Obviously, um, yeah. coming through from the youth team, was it always going to be West Ham you you were going to play for, or were other teams when you when you was playing youth football? Um, to be fair, I started the academy system quite late. Um, I started at under 16s Yeah, so that's in the academy setup. That's very late. So when I when I got scouted for West Ham, I was fifteen. So when I and then when I signed, I was. Was turning 16, so um, I only had like six months 
um, to get like a scholarship because normally um, they tell you by Christmas times um, who's getting a scholarship or not before. So you have opportunity to go on trial at other clubs if you don't get a scholarship yeah. before the end of the season. So bearing in mind before that, I never been in the academy system before that. I just played grassroots and didn't really get much training either. Uh, played games. Um, so yeah, West Ham, well, we played a tournament at, um, in Watford and West Ham and a few other clubs was there. Um, um, yeah, West Ham was one of the clubs that called called me to come in. So yeah, uh, I was jump. I jumped at it to be fair. So I was I was happy with that. Yeah, and then then you were in, and uh, and it weren't really long, really. I mean, you look at some people who obviously you know it went, obviously because you started a bit later. Um, it's not like you were. I don't know Anton who came in at twelve or whatever and sort of yeah. worked his way up. It sort of was was quite a quick rise to you to get into the. You know, I mean, eventually when you got when you got into the first team, um, you know, what's it like when when you uh, when you get told because it was Macclesfield, wasn't it? You made your debut. Yeah. What's it like? How does it happen? Does the manager like bring you in or is it put on a board or? Uh, so so normally before before the day before a game. If obviously, if you're training with the first team, you have an opportunity of being in the squad. Of course, yes. That's just a given. Obviously, but I didn't. I didn't know. I know. Obviously, I know it was um, Macclesfield, so it's a league team. So the managers tend to experiment as such and put in young players. Yeah. And on the bench, I was starting. I didn't know if I was. I did, I knew I weren't starting because I weren't in the starting team because you have sure. to before every game they do set pieces and things yeah, like yeah. that. So. Uh, but I knew I wasn't starting, but I knew I had an opportunity of being on the bench, which I was buzzing about. Uh, after, after training, they put the specs up and obviously I was on the list. So, but I didn't know who was going to be on the bench. Um, so it, it was just good to be in and around it because as a as a kid, you just want to be in and around the first team. You just, you just want an opportunity. Yeah. And, um, it, for me, I was obviously I was just buzzing to just be in a squad full stop. <laughs> Yeah, so, yeah. When I, I remember the the day like we turned up at Upton Park, and then they put the bench. They, they obviously that had to start in eleven, and then they done the bench, and I was on the bench. And I was obviously I'm buzzing. That's when I went and text my uh, text my agent at the time. Text yeah. my just before the game saying I'm on the bench. So I was buzzing. Um, so then it was good. Like I was just then. I obviously I didn't expect to come on. I just thought. I was, yeah probably making up numbers <laughs> sure. yeah yeah it makes sense yeah 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 and then yeah it was it was, it was good uh, it was a good time yeah and then you scored yeah <laughs> as well so you know not only were you not thinking you know you, you put on the bench you know you came on and you scored on your first team debut now you know there's quite a few West Ham you know strikers particularly you know Tony Cotty scored his debut uh, Freddie Sears scored his debut and you scored and so that must have been awesome as well. You know, it's like not only, you know, it said that just is the icing on the cake. It's the cherry on top, really. You know, coming on, making your first team and then scoring as well. Oh, you know what? It, it, it's, I was doing an interview um, the other day and I was just saying like that feeling there, I can't really explain it to you. Yeah. Um, the only reason why I say that is because there's a lot of stuff that went on before. And sure. then like my, not, I didn't have bad times. Um, obviously, yeah. You, there's other players that was ahead of me. Yeah. Uh, when I was in the academy, and then I'm thinking I'll never get the opportunity. So then, then other players will be in and around the first team or training with the first team. Then I think I'll never get the opportunity. But I'm a person that always believe in my own ability. Uh, but the only way I can make someone else believe it is by me actually proving yeah. it yeah, and working yeah. hard. So, and then I had a few injuries as well in the youth team. So that kind of slowed me down. Um, and then, yeah, that was a bit frustrating. So one, once I got the opportunity to be on the bench and then once I got the call to say I'm coming on, yeah. I, I said to myself, I've got to enjoy this as much as possible because it might not happen again. True. Uh, so then I tried to do whatever I could to leave an impression because my thing is, if you're able to leave an impression on someone, they'll want you back. <laughs> they'll yeah. want you to come back. <laughs> so, um, and luckily enough, Obviously, we was losing to start with. Um, so we, it went into extra time, I think. It did, didn't it? Yeah, it did. Yeah, I think so, yeah. Yeah, it went into extra time. And um, 
yeah, I came, when I came on, obviously I was buzzing. Um, yeah. just doing whatever I could to be able to be effective and just to help the team and just to try to enjoy the time full stop because like I said, I might not have got the opportunity again. So, but I could have said oh, I played at least once for a stamp. So I'd have been happy with that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. And you, and not just that, but you and thirty-five thousand people would have been would have been in your. Well, not say that thousands and hundreds of thousands of people would want yeah. to be in your shoes. And so, yeah, even it's a, even one game, you know, it's just yeah. people would die for that opportunity and to score as well. And and not only that, you know, then you obviously you went on and you played like thirty. Obviously, injuries and yeah. Yeah. sort of stumbled the career which we know but you know not only did you score you know you, you sort of got two big ticks you scored in your debut that's a good West Ham tick but then yeah. scoring against Millwall yeah. is another tick you know not many yeah. people not many people have done that what's it like playing in that I remember I remember that game vividly I was lucky I was up in I was up next to the police control room that's where that's that's, that's where the that's where the announcers box was I was up there I was well out of the way I was happy yeah, what's yeah. it like being a player in that situation? Um, to be fair, because I was a young young kid, I I weren't I, because was, I was a home team. I was yeah. all right. Yeah, yeah. I felt, I felt <laughs> I'm at home. I felt I felt a little bit more sorry for the Millwall players because anything could have happened um, uh, for them. But obviously, I didn't think the fans would have like done any physical abuse no. to the, the players. But it's just. Um, it's just different, and it? it's like you won't you won't expect fans to be um, running on the pitch and stuff like that. But that night showed me how intense a rivalry was. Yeah. Obviously, I've always heard about it, and as a player, you hear about you hear certain people talking about it, you hear certain fans talking about it. But then to see that that made me realize how much the rivalry is deep, yeah. how deep it is basically, and that one size one. Because when we got to the stadium, we heard that there was a something that went on outside before the game. Yeah, and that's when I knew this game. We if we don't turn up, then yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll get it. <laughs> and, and obviously that was that. I mean, we we had, we had Jack on recently, and obviously that was that was quite an emotional game. Obviously, the first game since his, his yeah. dad died, and he and he speaks really nicely about you know obviously you scored and then went over to him and said that's for your dad and that sort of yeah. he, he he's his bottom lip went um when he was when when he recorded that because obviously it's bringing back a lot, of, a lot of memories and also ironically it was eleven years yesterday wasn't it I think the game yeah. and it's yeah. funny because yesterday also I interviewed someone and your name came up in a Hammers eleven as well so it was just like the worlds collided they were doing a, a team of of people who made their debut. Uh, for West Ham in their in their teens, and so obviously you did. So you in screen, but um, yeah, it's crazy. I think that was eleven years ago. Absolutely mental. Because yeah, that that day obviously it was um, it was a difficult time because me and Jack we kind of grew up together. We came through the system. Together. Yeah, and we lived in the same digs together for years. So we had, and obviously I knew his dad and I knew his family. So um, we spent a lot, like a lot of time together. So we had that bond and that connection. So when that situation well happened a couple of days before it was obviously it didn't affect me as much as it affected him obviously because it's his dad but it did affect me as well so but it affected me more because of him as well because i knew how much his dad meant to because yeah. his dad used to come to every game every youth team game he used to see him all, all the time so um so it was difficult so for me no matter what i did on that pitch it was always in remembrance of yeah him and his dad kind of thing yeah. so i was just exactly. I, was, I was buzzing that i was able to do something that left a a, foot, a memory of some sort with jack yeah exactly and 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 not only that i mean it's not just not just the situation with jack but obviously you've 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 gone down in folklore history really Zavon, because you scored against millwall it's it's if you score against millwall or tottenham that's it you know you're just you're a folk legend so you always will be because of that goal and um and it was just ironic i thought how it was like we were planning this today it would be yeah. if we did it yesterday it would have been even better but it doesn't matter um yeah. and, and and obviously now you know obviously after that you know, you know after west ham went to you know a few a few clubs in burnley and daggers and things like that and now back as an under 14 coach how did that happen? Who who gave you the call? What was the what was the story of that? So it's, um, you you probably will believe it. It's quite it's quite simple, um, quite straightforward. So obviously when yeah. I 
towards towards the end of my career, I just I kind of like fell out of love with playing because sure. once you're playing at a certain level, there's a lot of things that goes on that a lot of people won't understand and won't know kind of thing. Um, and then because I was used to a certain way of living, I grew up in the West Ham system with with a professional environment. Um, there, there was a, there was just a lot that went on, so I kind of fell out of yeah. love with it and. Um, at the time, Jack was the under-18s coach. Um, so, um, and obviously I had a bit of a knee knee problem, but I could still play. But because I fell out of love with it, I said, I'm not going to put myself for it, for something I don't love anymore. I love playing, but I just don't love what comes with it. Um, and that's like a lot of football footballers. Yeah. Um, so when, when I decided uh, I'm just going to retire and do, I didn't really know what I wanted to do. Um, I've always said in my earlier years, I always said, oh, I don't want to be a coach. I don't want to be a coach. I always said that, but then I also said I, I, I could never be an agent. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, And there's one thing with me as a person, I've always wanted to be someone that I've never had before to, okay. to a kid. So in my mind, if I could be someone that could help kids um, uh, achieve their dreams and all of that kind of stuff, then I, I'm happy with that. Yeah. But because I know I love football so much, it automatically led to coaching. Yeah. So when I when I finished, I obviously I was speaking to Jack because obviously he retired early as well. So we were speaking, and we kept in touch anyway. And then he's like, I can't just come in, just be come be around and see if you like coaching and see what we do and all that kind of stuff. And obviously you been through the academy so you you see see if it's different or what all of that That's kind cool. of stuff but i went in a few times and i just kind of fell in love with the coaching aspect of things because then i i was able to um be that person that i wanted i wanted to be for for a youngster um so then like and then i because i know the game i also wanted to learn more about the game as well so and that all led to coaching. So then because I spoke to Jack and then I had to do my badges and all of that kind of stuff. And then yeah. basically because of Jack. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and and that's that's the beautiful thing. I think particularly for West Ham, um, particularly in sort of recent years, as you said, you, you know, obviously Jack was obviously he's, he's over sweating his ass off in Atlanta at the moment. But, um, yeah. but obviously yeah, you're in, you've got Colton, you've got um, yeah. oh, Paul until recently, obviously Conscious now gone to Billericay. You've got Kino, you've got Potsy. It's lovely to see well, from a fan's perspective, the sort of, the uh, you know, the ex, the ex, the older generation, you know, you're not old, Zab, but you know yeah. what I mean? So imparting West Hamness to the next generation. Because that's yeah. that's always been a criticism of West Ham fans on their on their players in the last couple of years. Is there's no apart from sort of a few, there's no West Hamness about the team. And but you guys, you've been through it. You've played Millwall. You know, you, people have scored against Tottenham. They, you scored against Millwall, and it's all this type of stuff just to keep that sort of tradition going. It's it, it's it's lovely to see. It really, really yeah, is. To be fair, over the over the years, it's it's got the what the club, from my point of view, what it's mm. wanted wanted is uh, to have people that's been through their system yeah. or for the club. Yeah. Uh, so especially I was speaking from last year, um in each age group there was a player there's a player that's either played for the first team or been through the system. So from on the fourteens upwards. So that I was on the fourteens. Um Coley was with the fifteens and sixteens with Conch. Yeah. Um, and then Kev Keane was with the 18s, and then Potsy was with the 23. So, good point, yeah, it's good point. Think of it like so that. That, that's what the club tried to do, which was yeah. which is good. And it, obviously, it was perfect timing for me as well. So, yeah, uh, yeah, it's worked out well. It went hand in hand, and obviously, I was just happy to be back because I, a lot of my friends know that West Ham means, means a lot to me. And yeah. I've always said to them that if it weren't for me playing for West Ham, I probably don't know where I would have been. Um, I, only God knows, but yeah. that's why I would be grateful. I know exactly. I would have got. Um, I know I would have made something of my life, obviously, because I'm not that person to do nothing. Yeah. But West Ham gave me the platform to uh, achieve one of my dreams, 
and that's playing the same league. So I was buzzing. Yeah. And also, under twenty, you know, so you played England under twenty threes. You know, represented your country at, at, at twenty one level, rather yeah. scored as well. You know, so on my debut again, <laughs> on your debut again, exactly. You came off from Theo, didn't you? Theo Walker, I think you came so, on for. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. So if I, if it weren't for me getting opportunity to play for West Ham, I wouldn't have been able to play for England twenty ones. So I, I always go back to the root of everything that. um whatever situation it is i always go to back to the root and the root is always west ham so then that's why i'm happy to be back here so oh, brilliant and cool. everyone everyone's buzzing that you're back as well so it's really really cool right anyway so we do this thing called my the, the hammers you basically my hammers level this whole bloody point of the channel um and then what we do is we, we everyone we interview whether it's a fan or an ex-player we get them to pick their 11. now it's not saying it's the best 11 or yeah. whatever but the the, the time that you played at West Ham, it could be even with some of the youth team guys, maybe it doesn't really matter. But to pick an 11 of, of the players that you, you can obviously you can play yourself, you can put yourself where you, if you try and play 4 4 2. So you might want to play yourself up front or right wing, it's up to you what you want to do. Um, yeah. But that's what we do, and it's quite fun. And, and what's really interesting, and you say how you watch games differently now as a coach, when people do their 11s, it tends, it's, although there's the same as certain players who are usually the same from the same era, there are some who don't appear in the fans' 11s but do in the players' 11s. So, guys yeah. like, um, in our it's sort of your type of era, so people like Hayden Mullins, for example. Yeah. Hayden's, Hayden's yeah. always in the team, but he's not in a fans' team. Do you know what I mean? Because obviously, yeah. exactly. I think yeah. Luke Chadwick, Luke Chadwick put him left, put him right back just to get him in the team because yeah. he's so important. So yeah, that's the yeah. thing. Right. Cool. So we do this. We start. Who's in goal? Who's in goal? Firstly, um, Rob Green. Reno. Yeah, Rob Green. Yeah. Funny character, by all accounts. Very funny yeah, character. Funny character, but it was, it was a different character. Yeah. <laughs> it was different. It what I was used to. I think he was. He was very different. He was very quiet, um, and he kept to himself, which yeah, he was different. Yeah. A, good, a great keeper obviously you know yeah. he, was, he was and we've i think that's one thing west have always done well we've always had a good kit apart from maybe a, a six month period last year unfortunately um we've had a good we've had a strong keeper in goal he was unbelievable in training in games and he was very professional he he, he was it was the first keeper that i've ever seen that was in before training in the gym doing work yeah. before training after training in the gym doing work after the after training and he was the first he made me he was one of the first people to make me realize how much work it takes to actually play at the top level sure and he did you know world cup and obviously well, <laughs> he had his problems at the world cup but it doesn't matter he, he played for england you're right yeah, and goalkeepers are exactly and i think goalkeepers always are you know you could miss a miss a shot towards goal and no yeah. one remembers it yeah. he lets one you know it's, it's always an exposed position goalkeeper but um yeah we'll put robo in um let's go let's go left back who should we have left back then Zab? um he's gonna go i'm torn <laughs> you can yeah. you can pick someone and then mention the other people as well as honorable mentions it, you know it's, it's all it's all just a giggle anyway but uh um, I put a Rita Lunga. Oh, Lunga. Yeah, um, but I wanted to put um, yeah, yeah. All right, cool. I put a Rita. <laughs> who were you gonna? Who are you toying between? Um, no, I'm gonna put him on the other side. Don't worry. Yeah, it's okay. fine. All right, okay. I'm just, gonna, just gonna get crucified by someone, but it's fine. <laughs> It's not yeah. Mr. Koncheski. You're not going to crucify Mr. Koncheski, are you? Well, I didn't play with Conch. Oh, you didn't play with him? Of course you didn't. No, no of course you didn't. Conch. Oh, OK. I trained with him. Oh, yeah, Conch is there. Conch, yeah, yeah. Conch is, yeah, them, out of them two. Yeah. All right, are you going to put Conch in or are you going to put Ilunga in? I played with Ilunga, so it's different. OK, I'll put him in. All right, put Ilunga in. Put Ilunga in. Crazy man. Crazy guy, by all accounts, Ilunga. It's all good, though. Yeah, he's one of those people who's like he just was. He just seemed to have a really good game, and then next game he wouldn't play. He would be. He could never maintain it. You know what I mean? He was like he was always. You know, he's it wasn't consistent. Bless him. But um, and uh, I loved him. I thought he was really funny. 
He was good. He was a good guy. Right. Okay. We'll go. We'll go. Let's go right back then. Who are we going to put on the right back position? Then? So this is where I'm going to get crucified, but it's fine. Um, <laughs> I'll send. The, I'll send the text. So it's not for. Say I love you. Um, I'm going to put um, Lucas Neil. Nothing wrong with Lucas Neil. Obviously, I wanted to put Julian. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But Lucas Neil, like you know, top. You know, we've had Anton on here saying, you know, basically saying what a top, top, top guy was. Yeah, great yeah, captain, yeah. great man, um, and was quite a scary person. You know, he <laughs> just yeah, it's that Australian accent. To be fair, he was, he was good. I, I really liked him, man. Yeah. Um, he, he was good for the young young players as well. I think I played one or two games with him. I can't remember how many games, but he, he was on the ball defensively as a leader. He was, it was phenomenal. Yeah. So yeah, for me, it was a good signing from Blackburn. Yeah, he was. He was, and obviously that that famous you know great escape season as well, wasn't it? So yeah, no, he seemed to. And it, it, Anton tells some funny stories about him and how it made it made people t- you know give a percentage of their win bonus. To the kit man and stuff and how we yeah. had team meetings about curbs and mervyn day in and you know yeah. he's he's like a top guy a really really a really he was a proper guy he was a proper yeah yeah, yeah. He, he cared about everyone yeah makes a huge difference when you get yeah. that in a captain 100%. yeah he just seemed i mean some some people are captains and they're captains for captain's sake where lucas neil seemed to be a captain for the club so it's not just you in the first team. It is the kid yeah. man. It is the tea lady. It is yeah. the ticket lady. And it just seems, I just think, you know, but that's what a captain should be. It's not just yeah. a captain for the first team. And, yeah, um, and the, way, the way he conducted himself off the pitch mm-hmm. as well, it was just, it was a testament to him as a man. Yeah. Uh, but for us as young kids, we, we kind of like looked up to him because mm-hmm. of how he was on and off the pitch. So he, he's someone that will encourage you. But also dig you out when you do something wrong. But in a way to make you think twice, not not in a malicious way, kind yeah. of things. No, I get that. Yeah, that's what that's what we all liked. Well, that's yeah. what I liked anyway. Yeah. Uh, uh, right. Let's go centre backs. So we're gonna have centre backs. Then Zav. Um. So I can't I can't put Anton because I didn't play the game no. first game with him. Um. But. <laughs> Gabadon. Oh, Gabs, yeah. Unbelievable. Great guy. Um, do you watch do you watch him when he was he hasn't done for a while? He's the he's he's DJ sets from his, yeah. from, his, from, his, from his attic. He hasn't done them for a while, Gabs, but uh that's what lockdown yeah. it makes you bring out some moves. So, <laughs> yeah. so no, Gabs was on the ball. Yeah. Brilliant. Um defensively, I thought it was one of the best that I played with. Mm. Um and just as a man, he's he's, he's just a good guy, um, caring, and he always tried to look at, look out for us, the youngsters as well. And that's what I liked about the club as well. Like when we was coming through in the academy, uh, from the academies, like we, we were going to an environment where there weren't much arrogance, or weren't um, all the players kind of understood how it how it is to be a youngster coming into an environment like this. Yeah. So they always, all of them kind of looked out for us, which was, which was good for us. No, I get that. Yeah. And that's, and that's what you need, particularly as a, as a, as a young guy, a young kid going into the first team, you know, because it yeah. must be daunting, you know, when you get the call up to start training with these guys, particularly yeah. if you're like, you know, keep, you know, you sort of, you like West Ham already. And it's like to see these players, you go, shit, I'm playing with these guys now. Yeah. And uh, I can imagine, yeah, it's um, it's all about encouragement, particularly for the younger guys. Right, so yeah. Gabs is in. Who's Gabs going to partner? Tonks. Ah, oh, JT. Yeah. yeah, it has to. Played with Tonks since I was on the 16s. Oh, really? Of course, yeah, because yeah, obviously Jack. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Of so, course. Uh, and he, he, was, he was training with the first team from 16, on 16 anyway. So, But he was, he was a good player, man. Yeah, he was so composed, and he was he was way advanced from us at, from under 16s. He was doing sure. things. It made defending look easy, because mm. uh, obviously when I, when I was in the uh, uh, 16s and 18s, there's some we play against some some teams, and I just have a field day. But when he came to him, I had to think twice. <laughs> <laughs> 
yeah, no, he was a good. He's a player, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it must, and, and and as a striker, as a forward rather, when you're when you're when you're eyeing up the opposition, you know, you must think, as you said, some games you're thinking, oh, I'm going to have an absolute belter here just because you know you may have you know you see the centre backs or you see the re- wing the full backs you're thinking I fancy this don't you yeah and, uh, <laughs> yes. a lot of times I used to think oh yeah I fancy this and then it didn't it didn't go to plan <laughs> <laughs> first impressions didn't last yeah yeah right let's go into midfield let's let's go um let's go left midfield who should we have left midfield then Zab um I'm gonna put Jack yeah I think you have to, otherwise he'll he'll text yeah. you. Although, yeah. although he's, he's not one that'll text me and ask me questions. <laughs> no, yeah, lovely but guy. I don't even need to. No, um, speak much about Jack. Obviously, everyone knows. Mm. Not only because of our friendship, but he's just a player. <laughs> yeah, he can play. He can use both feet. His left foot is a bit uh, at times was like a standing leg only, but that's fine. Um, his right foot was good enough, yeah. Uh, and he, he just he used to do some stuff on the pitch as a midfielder that wingers do, and I used to buzz off him as well. Even though it, in, at times in training he used to just wipe me out. There's one time, ah, uh, there's one time in training he he literally wiped me out under 18s, and they just said play on. <laughs> I was <laughs> three weeks. <laughs> But you're still mates, so that's all right then. That's all yeah, right. Yeah. It, on the on the field of play, it's different when you're off the field. No, right? it's different. The, the reason why, for me, that that's fine. You you, you train as you want to play on the set. Totally. So I'm, I was good at that. I just yeah. didn't have to be injured. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's off for three weeks. Cheers, Jack. Yeah. Thanks a lot, man. All right, let's go. Let's go the other side. Let's go right midfield. Let's have right midfield. Uh, junior. Oh yeah. Good yeah. shout. Junior. Oh what. A- Again, you know, it was there was a whole sort of raft of sort of you guys that came through, and saying, I mean, I was, I was fortunately you, you got injured, and and they got we sold Julia, and you just think, you know, you know, it's almost like you had like that golden era when it? it was always Lampard and Carrick, and but yeah. actually we had a sec, we had a and Jack and Tompkins and the four of you, and you know, it just. It was just yeah. it just wasn't meant to be again, you know. T- too yeah. many, t- too often, it just doesn't yeah. pan out. And obviously, was, at the time when we left, there was a lot going on with the club as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah there was. Got like relegated, and the own there was new ownership and mm. um, new managers. So yeah. there was a lot, there was a lot of changes, yeah. which, yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which will always yeah. happen, unfortunately. But that's that, where it's part of the game. Yeah, it's part of the game, and we can just but but then we can because nothing happened. Um, you know, we can always dream what if rather yeah. than it happened. So, what if we had Rio and Frank and Joe and Michael and Glenn all in the same team and Defoe? What if we could have won the league, but we didn't because we didn't have yeah, one? So, we've been in Champions League by now. We would have been <laughs> when I interviewed Harry. That's what he said. He said, you know, if we kept them lot, we would have been Champions League. And um, I, I, I totally agree with him at that time. Yeah. All right, we put Jack. Okay, so we put a junior in. Who is we got central midfield? Who should we have central midfield then? Uh, Scott Parker. Scotty P. Yeah. Great shout. He's easy. 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 He's a man, isn't he? He's probably top three best centre midfielders I've played with. Really? Yeah. Really. He's a great guy. He, he just. He's a proper leader, man. On and off the pitch, um, technically gifted. Don't get um, a lot of people didn't say that before. It, well, don't say it enough, but technically, it's unreal. Mm. Um, his energy is unreal. Oh, yeah. He's just a player. <laughs> I just keep saying these. They're just players, like but they are. I mean, they are, and I mean, you know, and it's great that I'm. I mean, I'm really happy that Scott's done the job with Fulham because I just think he deserves a bit of it's good to have a it's good to have I mean most most British managers particularly tend to be and it's no disrespect to anyone else but they tend to be sort of the Eddie Howe sort of tracksuit 
you know, what, we can do it. Scott, I don't know. There's something about a manager who wears, who is always in a shirt and tie and really smartly dressed in the touchline. It tends to be more continental managers, like, you yeah. know, like like Pellegrini did, but, you know, Guardiola and, you know, they tend to be all night. And Scott's just, he just oozes class, I think. Yeah. I would, eventually, eventually I would, you know, in a few years' time, after David's done a great job creating everything, I'd love to see Scott involved at West. Yeah, I just think it'd be great, and um, he's yeah. and he's one of those, and he's one of the players who really, who really sort of, I get really passionate about because he comes up quite a lot in discussion of these 11s and everyone's like, oh, because he went, oh, I would put Scott Parker in, but he went to Tottenham, and that winds me up more than anything because he was like for three years he was the man. He won how many years three in a row, and yeah, it was unbelievable. So yeah. for me. Uh, I can get that there's a rivalry between Tottenham and Tottenham. I'm just looking at the the man himself and the player. Totally. totally. He, he was unbelievable. At times, he dragged us through certain games. Yeah. Played he, on defensive midfield. Yeah. You saw that sometimes. He literally pulled his socks up. And I, I, I mean, I used to watch it, obviously. I'd obviously see I got quite a nice view of the pitch. And it, you'd see him literally almost crawl off the pitch at the end of the game he was so he put so much effort in and he loved to do that little pir- Parker pirouette I used to call it yeah. <laughs> and then Noble he then, does that you can't get the ball off him nah, and then Mark does it and I noticed Dex does it as well so it's almost like it's been passed down through the generations <laughs> this sort of the Parker pirouette right okay so Scotty's in who's Scotty going to partner in that midfield yeah, there's only one <laughs> Mark Noble <laughs> yeah only be, mate. Te- yeah, technically yeah. Noble's is so underrated it's unbelievable and I agree. I've, I've said it for years. Like I'm confused how he's never played for England. No. Like I look at England squad now, yeah. and I'm like, what's <laughs> yeah. the guy got? Yeah. Well, for, uh, fortunately, he's got he's got this on. He's where's this? That's the trouble, Sav, and you know that. <laughs> no, like I'm so confused, and I know. Yeah, like I've said it for you, like years when once i left and i was at different other clubs and mm. people asked me about who's good and who's the best and mm. i was knows and te- technically he's the best one of the best yeah you just don't get enough credit for it and no. I've always, i'm not i'm not one to um slate anyone any managers or anything like that but decision making regarding him not playing for england is poor it's just that now with with Grealish, yeah, exactly, and yeah. In, in the squad. Mm. Well, also it's like weird. Obviously, Jit, you got Grealish isn't in, but but Calvin is, and you're thinking, well, you know, you said you can't be in England squad really if you don't play if you don't play in the Premier League. Well, Calvin didn't, and Jack did, and it's just, it's yes, behind it. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, might, yeah. you don't you don't know, do you? You don't know what goes on. But you think on form, you know, someone like Jack would Jack Grealish would offer something different in midfield for England. And I'd love to see him, him and Deck, you know, in a, in a midfield. It'd be lovely, you know. I think it'd be good. Um, him and Deck, for me personally, is the most gifted centre midfielder England have. Yeah, Grealish is the most gifted attacking midfielder England's got. Yeah, no, I think that's fair enough. I don't I don't think anyone could commit. Win fouls and creative as as much. No, and that's Unless, then that's well, you're totally right. right. No, you're totally right. No, it's true. It's it's, it's someone I was listening to um, talk sport. We're talking about it, and it's like, yeah, he does he does get fouled a lot, and maybe he does make sometimes makes a bit too much of the foul. But the fact is, he gets fouled, and then that's that's a you know around the sort of the the area box. That's that's an opportunity to score. So. That's what you want. You want players, you want defenders having to foul you. It might be a penalty. It could be a free kick. And, you know, it's, it's, not, it's, not, it's not even only the fouls. It's, I just think um, it's just him as a player. He What he's done for Villa, mm. yeah. he single-handedly kept them up. I think. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, I agree. Because I've, I've watched a few games after lockdown. Literally, every time they got the ball, they passed it to him on. Yeah. Just like what Barcelona does with Messi. Yeah. If if you if one team does that, it shows how important this player is. Yeah. And then there's no coincidence why he's won so much fouls. 
because no, he has so much of the ball as well, isn't it? So inadvertently, if you're passing it to him, he's going to have more ball than anywhere else. So he's going to get fouled. And, yeah. you know, and then obviously come September the 12th, when, when Messi lines up again with Declan Rice and Suchek yeah. in that midfield. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is that is going to be amazing. If he, if, if he does, you know, obviously we sidetrack, but if Messi does come to the Premier League, that will be incredible, I think, just... Because be, I just, think it'll be scary. Uh, it'll be a bit scary for a lot of teams. I think it will. Yeah, but I think it'll be scary for him. I think you know he's made such a career out of Spain, being messy. I just think he'll get for the first few games. He's going to get fouled off the pitch, just no, because. I, I think he'll find it easy because yeah. um, I yeah. think the Champions League is the highest of the highest. The tempo is yeah. at the highest of the highest. So he's playing against teams from all all walks of life. Uh, yeah. So. He's used to the tempo, sure. And his brain, he plays nice. his brain. He plays the game like a slow motion, but it's everything going fast here. Yeah, uh, but I think he'll be fine. Like everyone says, oh, he has. It's because he's at Barcelona. Why it looks so easy? No, it's because he makes it easy. Remember, he has to have the ball. He has to it's be true. in different places. Um, fair enough. He's got good players around him, which helps. Mm. But to score the goals, he does. And to assist what the assist that he does, it's, it's all him. It's true. It's true. Obviously, you know, he's graced Upton Park. You know, he's played Upton Park. And, yeah. Uh, and yeah, and I remember that game very well, you know. And um, and obviously, I've, I've seen I used to go to Barcelona quite a lot, so I've seen him play. And he's an amazing yeah. player. And, uh, uh, no, I agree. It'd be interesting to see what happens if he comes and who he goes to. And yeah. we'll see. We'll see. Well, it might just be a massive... A massive sort of PR stunt to get the Barcelona president out of, which is something which he mm-hmm. wants to do, maybe. But who knows? Because apparently, because isn't because isn't they aren't they haven't they ripped up? They're going to wrap up Suarez's contract as well. Yeah, so it's like, it. what's Coman doing, man? It's like you know, absolutely mental. But uh, no, we'll see what happens. But uh, no, I'll, I'll, it'd be great to see him in the Premier League. I just think you know it's the best league in the world, and you need to have the best players. And he's yeah, him and him and Neymar, the two who haven't played in the Premier League. You know, you know Ronaldo did obviously, and and Suarez did, but them yeah. two, and Mbappe obviously as well. Um, yeah. Right, okay, we'll put Noble in. Um, let's go up front. Who are we going up front? Are you going to put yourself in Zab? That's the question. No. 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 I leave myself out this time. Oh, okay. You're going to coach the side instead. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm a coach now. <laughs> um, I put uh, Dean Ashton. Good shout. Great shout. Great player. Before he got injured, he was unplayable. I think oh, he, was, he had he had everything. Mm. He had everything. Left foot, right foot, header, hold up play. He had everything. He did. Yeah. Maybe not as quick as most people, but didn't need that nah nah but he, 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 that, he, he weren't he slow won. no he weren't slow he had enough to get by a defender you yeah know, that, that, and no yeah it's, it's a terrible shame you know and he's a, you know he's, he was you're right he was probably well in my opinion the most complete striker because as you said I haven't seen a striker like that as in he can do everything you know he's not yeah. he's not he wasn't particularly quick but he had a head he could skill he could turn he could he had a shot on him had a brain on him and yeah, yeah again it happens too often, happens. Zav, with injuries. I mean, with you, with Junior, with, you know, there's everyone who's, you know, it's, it's just injuries. And it just, injuries, that's, really, part, that's part of the game. You, it you, is. You've got to expect it sometimes. You don't want it to happen, no. but it can happen. So, what's it like? What's it like when you're injured for a long time? How do you feel, like, mentally? What's it like? Um, obviously, it's tough. It's going to be tough. Um, yeah. Mentally, because at times you come, you come into training, then you're in the physio room instead of being on the grass. Mm. I'm, I want to be a footballer, not a, a patient. Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> um, so it's tough in that aspect. And then at times you're in the gym um, and then not on the grass. So it's tough seeing all the boys training, sometimes looking out, seeing that they're having fun and all yeah. of that stuff, which mentally could be a bit draining. Mm. But... I was I was lucky to have good people around me, and the yeah. club helped me um, quite a lot. So it weren't as draining as it could have been. So yeah, I had, no, I had good people around me. So I was I was I was all right. No, I get that. That's cool. All right, okay. Dino's in. Uh, there's one more spot. 
Who's he going to be? Oh, Coley. Yeah, that's safe. If you didn't pull him in, there'll yeah. be some problems coming he, back to he, you. I'll get another call. But no, Coley was, but, uh, before his injury, when I was coming through, he was unplayable. I remember that goal against Tottenham. That's when I oh, made no. my um, that game I made my mm. day uh, first ever Premier League appearance for West Ham and I was yeah he, he was unplayable that game yeah and then games after that it was unplayable as well um, yeah he is it probably on his on his day yeah he was a handful yeah he was he was on the, you're right on his day he was when when he had it when he was going right for him you're right. He was yeah. he was just as good as anyone else in the Premier League, and what's it? And for you, you obviously making you know the, the Premier League is like the holy is the holy ground. You know, it's it's the place everyone wants to be. So obviously, yeah. not only making your Premier League debut, but against Tottenham as well. Again, that must you must. I know you said it. You must have been absolutely buzzing for like your Premier League start because you've probably been watching Premier League since you were a kid, and yeah. now you now you're playing it. Every boyhood dream you're sort of fulfilling, and. Uh, yeah. It must be amazing. I think, I think it took me a while to actually really grasp the moment. I yeah. didn't really grasp the moment in the game because when I came on, I think it was losing 2-1. So um, I came on to try and make an impact. So I weren't... My main focus was yeah. To, yeah, just to try to do something. So I didn't really capture it, it fully. Um, but after when I thought about it, like I've accomplished the dream so yeah. um, there was no one could take that from me no, <laughs> that's that's what so like obviously as a kid you always dream to be certain things or you want you want to do certain things and the moment it happens it's like a not a weight off your shoulder but like a relief and an accomplishment that you could actually say you put everything into and then you yeah. got your thoughts so um i was i was happy i was yeah, that's brilliant. Out yeah, fantastic, mate. It's been absolutely a pleasure. Thank you so much for your time. It's been really, really nice. I appreciate mm-hmm. everything's busy and you, the kids, and uh, you know, mm-hmm. everything going. I know, I know how you feel. So I really appreciate you. F- fucking hell, fifty minutes. Jesus, where did that come from? <laughs> um, <laughs> so thanks, Dave. I really, really appreciate it. And obviously, everyone does uh, who's watching or listening to it on the podcast or whatever or on YouTube or whatever. So thank yeah. you very much. It's been lovely. Thank you. No, um, no problem it's been, at all. It's been really good. Absolute pleasure. And obviously, thank you to everyone for watching or or listening. You know, like, share, subscribe. If it's on YouTube or Spotify or Apple, whatever, um, podcasts, all that type of stuff. For me and Zav, take care, everyone. Um, stay safe. See you soon. Come on, you irons. And we'll see you again very, very soon. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye. Cheers. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.